Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast, where we are featuring April 8th, 1972, from the Wembley Empire Pool Hall from good old Cherry Hole, London, England. <laughs> I am your co-host, The Game, here with my fellow co-hosts, Lob and Fig. Friends, let's give them an old bad, bad Leroy Brown shooting pool down at the pool hall. Hello, friends. Oi, oi. Cheerio. We're in London, isn't it? Oh, mate. Go get me some fish chips and go take the tube. I, already, <laughs> I, I did my quota of doing the accent last week. There was a lot of accents last week. <laughs> All right. Well, it is nice to be back joining you. Yes. Folks, uh, this week. Yeah, last um Last week, old Mother Nature decided, fuck you, and fuck <laughs> your power. We fuck are you taking... in particular, game. Yes. Well, it was actually, it was fuck all of central Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, 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 no one else lost power except for you. It was, um, that was truthfully the first time since I've lived in this house, which is five years now, wow. uh, that wow. we've lost, that we've lost power. Um, and then since that time, we've lost it four more times. Jeez. weird yeah yeah didn't you didn't you regain it like exactly when nob and i were done podcasting we, yeah that You're, that yeah the tower the suddenly came back on the, the lights came on at 10 30 on wednesday evening so that's exactly when fig and i stopped recording bullshit game <laughs> i believe you fine folks are also enjoying the incredibly frigid temperatures yeah uh, it's awesome Oh, it's 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 terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. The older I get, and mind you, I'm 37, and I said this to my wife today. I'm like, I hate this. Like, <laughs> I, I I positively, absolutely hate how cold it is. But anyway, moving on from my coldness, from complaining like an old man, yes, from, from complaining being... about the cold rain and <laughs> snow. Oh, wait now. Did you just think of that or did you have that prepared? I, I didn't prep it. I foolishly, <laughs> I never prep our weather talk. Um, and I always should. At this point, it's a recurring segment on the show, but I usually wing the weather talk. And uh, I mean, I'm sure there are a dozen posts on the Grateful Dead subreddit from the past week describing the cold rain and snow. I think you are correct on that. I think. Um, well, I I think there were some warm thoughts on the subreddit. Oh. As, oh. Yeah, a little segue into like, Channel Six game. Yes. Um. Sorry, I was reading uh, a little peek behind the curtain here at the Help on the Way podcast. Um. Well, there were some technical difficulties, not caused by us <laughs> this evening. So, um, literally, my computer is just blowing up right now with everybody like, we're having the same problem, too. So, I need to close out of this and uh, move away and focus on our podcast. So, before we move to the main event of 
April 8th, 1972. Let's go ahead and move on and focus on our Channel 6 news segment. And before we get to our uh, hot, spicy uh, Reddit uh, post, uh, our first thing on the docket today is the Dead Ahead shows from uh, Mexico this past yeah. weekend. Um, and I believe, uh, and now quote me if I'm wrong here, there was one wolf brothers show yes one o'teal and friends show yes and two quote-unquote dead ahead shows mm. correct don't forget mickey and the miracles yeah, yeah. mickey mickey yeah. and the miracles uh lettuce did a night of jerry garcia band tunes Orabolo, the acoustic goose project so when we last spoke about these shows, we assumed that Nugs would be streaming these shows. <laughs> Nugs, yeah, we I don't did. think we assumed. I think we were absolutely certain. We were, we were pretty that. smug about it, yeah. yeah. Um, and they pulled the fast one on all of us, and they did not stream um, these shows. Um, and I really still can't figure out why, because it really they did just throw away a chance to make money but sure. regardless um what do you know knob if anything about these shows um the only thing i've really read yeah was well it wasn't dead and company hmm. That's true i've listened to the uh, luckily there were no streams but there were some mixlers i didn't catch it live but thankfully there were a couple of tapers at the shows um, so we're able to listen to the tapes. I've only listened to the first night of Dead Ahead with Derek and Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi. I don't know why I started that. Like I, I know them personally. <laughs> my my buddy Derek was really Derek good on the slide. I call him, I call him D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D man trucks. So um, <laughs> that's my uh, anyway. Um, very good. Yeah, they were it's a fun show. It's it's not an all-timer or anything. It's it's got that thing where you are hearing a large amount of musicians still figure out how to jam together. There isn't that m magical musical connection that you get yeah. with Dead and Company because those guys played together for 8 years. You didn't get you had moments of this, but you generally didn't have that magical musical connection in the first two Dead and Co shows. Um, so it's a little apples and oranges to me. Also, just the lineups. There's now four guitar players, especially that first night with Derek and Susan out there. Um, Jeff doesn't get to shine as much. Mm. Uh, Bob's throwing Don Waz on bass for some of the songs and O'Teal's just hanging out for some of the songs. Um, it's different. I generally like Derek and Susan Knight. Uh, the Mr. Charlie sounds really good. Um, the Ramble on Rose is really nice. Um, it, it's just a lot of fun throughout. Um, I haven't listened to the Rick Goose Night because of my well-documented love of Goose, but I am hearing a lot of positive buzz around uh, Rick Goose singing Eyes of the World, so I trust that if that's your bag, it is good. I don't think that sounded diplomatic enough. Uh, <laughs> now, in your jam band expertise opinion... Ouch. Do you think they chose not to stream these shows live because it is the first go around of this thought. outfit? 
I don't know. That was kind of my thought. They did stream the first Dead & Co. show. Yeah. Which makes me think, maybe it's not that. But that is my gut well, feeling, is that they wanted to have time to figure this project out, and they'll stream the next ones. It could have to do with the fact that they've got like 10 artists on that stage, and Sturgill Simpson or Derek Trucks or, or Susan Tedeschi or Margot Price might be on a different label or something that made contract negotiations tough i always see the rumor that there's no internet in mexico but i i don't think it's that because they streamed all the other years mostly without issue um i i don't know why they chose not to stream uh those are kind of the only three reasons that sort of make sense to me and even then i'm not sure what camp i fall in I'll I'll just speculate because it's a podcast and that's what podcasters do. Sure. Um, but you would think that there'd be a lot more lead time for getting something like Dead and Co. off the ground than something like uh, Dead Ahead off the ground. So maybe they just didn't have an, enough time to uh, you know get to know each other musically and jam and, right. and, and kind of feel it out yeah. before going down to the Riviera and playing for a bunch of people who are just vacationers, you know. So. Um, I kind of get it. That makes sense to me. That's my headcanon. Yeah, I definitely think it makes sense. I, I don't know if it's the real reason. And that's sure. all I want to put the label out there. Is This is baseless speculation from the yeah. Help on the Wave, Wave podcast. podcast. Well, moving on from <laughs> our wonderful speculation uh, is our second item here on our Channel 6 news segment of the evening. Uh, Which actually not, relates to speculation. Yeah, uh, it's not really even news per se, more than a, a little fun fact that we can dive into here. Um, on this day which is the day we are recording January 17th in the year of our Lord, 2024. Hold up today's uh, newspaper. To your Lord, true. sir. <laughs> uh, on this day in 1968, Dark Star was performed live for an audience for the very first time in the Carousel Ballroom. Um. That's yeah, cool. that's yeah. pretty pretty dope for uh, such a such a well, song on <laughs> its very first live 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 go. Yeah, yeah. The, the recent fourth dark star, it it barely looks a day over. See, I'm getting live. 56. I I ran a calculator. Just, mm, I, I, I did the math in my head bad. I didn't rely on mental. Um, well, you know, the reason we're bringing this up, and we we could be, you know, spoiling this because we didn't get into the set but um the the show of the week for 872 uh famously is one of you know arguably one of the best dark stars of all time features yeah. one of the best dark stars and so it's just kind of cool that we're gonna be talking about that dark star on the anniversary of the first dark star yeah um which so this was featured on the grateful dead subreddit and um, I thought that was kind of cool. And then you, you dig into the comments a bit and it's actually, you can only speculate as to which was the first dark star because there's, sure. you know, just like anything with the grateful dead, you can kind of continue to peel back the onion layers and there's more, uh, you know, uncertainty to it than, than what the initial poster uh, yeah. said, but, but it's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. What we can say confidently is that on this day, 56 years ago, 
Dark Star was performed with lyrics for an audience for the first time, probably. <laughs> that we know of. And what a day it was for music history. Maybe. Probably. Plus, potentially. It was well, uh, we, well we, do know, we do know that that same uh, January 17th, 68 show was the first China writer. No, just first no. China Cat. Yes, China Cat and the Eleven. And the Eleven. So what a day. Because that was the original run of songs was Dark Star, China Cat, the Eleven. Right. We featured that on the show. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks, weeks back. Ago. Speaking of days, let's go ahead and move on to this day. Speaking of days. Wow. Really speaking of the English language. Game. And the day I'm speaking of is, of <laughs> course, April 8th, 1972, from the Wembley Empire Pool from London, England. This was, of course, a part of the famed Europe 72 run. And yeah. in fact, is show number two. Yeah, from that Europe seventy two run, um, folks. Uh, th- we are on episode one hundred and two, um, so you know we normally go into each set and then review um, song by song by song, um, and we're still going to do set by set. Uh, however, um, just pull back the curtain the show is so goddamn good yep. it would literally just be us saying this song is great this song is great this song is great this song's great uh so we're gonna we're give our thoughts. that's what you would say i would say the same thing but it would take about five times <laughs> so uh i'm not necessarily sure how each of us are going to convey our thoughts of each of these sets but uh it's not going to be song by song like we normally do uh, but enough rambling from me. Let's go ahead and dive into set number one. Uh, set one kicked off with Bertha, me and my uncle, Mr. Charlie, Deal, Black-Throated Wind, Next Time You See Me, Cumberland Blues, Brown-Eyed Women, Beat It All Down the Line, yes, I counted the beats, Tennessee Ooh. Jed, Playing in the Band, Good Lovin', Looks like rain, and then it ended with Casey Jones. Uh, Fig, what were your thoughts on set one? Yeah, so I don't have too many written thoughts because I, I agree with you. I think it would just turn into the old uh, SNL sketch of the uh, Chris Farley show where Chris Farley is just talking to a celebrity about cool things they did and without actually uh, saying anything intelligible or asking any questions. Uh, hey man, remember that Bertha from 4872? That was awesome. And it was, but that's really all I have. Um, the, the sound is, is exquisite. Um, the instrumentation is, is fantastic. Um, everybody is playing very, very well. Um, vocals sound great, both Jerry and Bobby and, and, and even pig. Um, I really liked set one. Um, I like what they were doing towards the end, uh, starting with Cumberland. Um, they kind of turned into, you know, just kind of Americana. It just turned into like, hey, here's the best of what America can offer uh, with American music. And it's not just rock music. I mean, Cumberland Blues, like the way they play it, you know, it's 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 just chugging along. It, it sounds like something completely different. Um, and I'm, it's incredible to me that they were able to play Cumberland the way that they did um, and to get that into the can for Europe 72. Cause it sounded so goddamn good. Even like the harmonies. And 
I'm no Phil, uh, you know, Phil Harmony um, truther. I hate using these terms, but uh, it's a good way to convey <laughs> how I feel. You always say this. It is true that he sings harmonies. Yeah, but okay. Truther that he's good at singing harmonies. Sure, sure, sure. No, I know what you're saying. So that's this yeah, that's that's the implied like, you know, People don't believe yeah. that Phil Lesh sang those vocals. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't believe he you continued. You know the to. real truth. <laughs> yeah, uh, Phil's harmonies can't melt steel beams. <laughs> uh, or can they? Tonight they were not. They were fantastic. Everybody, everybody was just good tonight. Um, so, so Cumberland. Americana, brown eyed women, Americana, beat on down the line. I did not count. That that's how good the show was. I forgot to count. Uh Tennessee Jed, you know, just like this it was so good. Um I really liked playing. Uh we had a really uh great jam for playing. Um certainly not as good as the jams in the set two. Good love them was great. I don't remember it looked like rain. Probably is cool. And then Casey Jones. We we got the uh the single playing. Uh so an excellent, excellent set one. Um for an all-time show i'll kick it over to nub sure yeah i agree that i think what this set uh, okay europe 72 in general the dead are playing for the most part for a new audience there are yeah. a lot of deadheads that came from the states to follow them around on tour it wasn't an entirely new audience but right. the target audience of this tour is new fans who had never heard the dead or maybe had heard some of the albums, but had never seen them live before. Kind of like how the Beatles conquered America. Exactly. And I think this set does a really good job of easing you in to what the grateful dead do. Well, the first few songs, you know, Bertha is very high energy, but it's not super exploratory. Jerry takes solos, but they're more like high energy like impressive solos than the usual like melodic flair or the weird like noodly stuff that you'll get a little bit later in the show but it makes you go holy shit this guy's a really good guitar <laughs> player let's see what else he can do and you get the me and my uncles so you get a little bit of the country flair you get the mr charlie's so you get a little bit of the, the blues flair you're really starting to get a sense for what this band can do Mm -hmm. And then they really start leaning into, as you say, the Americana of it all. You get Deal, you get Black-Throated Wind. Even Next Time You See Me, being an old blues song kind of feels in that world. And then especially sure. as we go back into Cumberland, the, the Yellow Dog story oh, uh, right. and the, the Brown Eyed Women, even like Beat It On Down the Line, Tennessee Jed to me is where this section of the show ends. And it's a really fun showcase for the most part, even if you were already a deadhead at the time, a lot of these songs were going to be new to you. Deal mm -hmm. is relatively new. Black Throated Wind, Brown Eyed Women, Tennessee Jed. Um, and so it does a good job of just showing off these new songs and yeah. doing what they do well. I, you know, the Cumberland is of course an all timer. It's the version from the album. The Brown Eyed Women is great. The deal is fun if you like that kind of slower, like boogie-woogie almost deal, like yeah. the shuffle feel to it. Yeah. Um, is is that more in line with the solo album? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is pretty much how deal sounds until like okay. sometime in the late 70s. Um, and then even Tennessee Jed, which long time or short time viewers will know I'm not huge on. This is a strong Jed. Yep. Um, and then... Now that we have, now that the dead have won you over, now that they have shown you that they can do blues, that they the can chops. do country, that they can rock, now it's time to get weird. 
So you get both the playing and the <laughs> band, which gets to show off the full band improvisation of it all. And then the good lovin' to show you the pig pen of it all. Uh, and those both really shine. They really show off the different facets of this band. You then get to Looks Like Rain, which is generally a, a lovely rendition and shows a more sensitive side to the band than the rest of the show has up till now. And then you close out with Casey Jones, which kind of ties it all together. If you're an old fan, you know this song. If you're a new fan, it's got a fun sing-along chorus. Uh, mm -hmm. It combines that Americana. It's got a nice little solo from Jerry. It, I don't know. I think this first set does a really good job of introducing you to the Grateful Dead and what they do at does, in 1972. It does a good job of doing a good job. Yeah, it's I hot take. This beloved Europe 72 show <laughs> is actually quite good. <laughs> Game? Um, it's just perfect. Um, awesome. In my opinion... And and this might sound really good. And this might sound a bit silly. Um, this is how Studio Dead should sound mm. in my mind. Excellent it's, point. It's just like everything is great. It sounds great. The songs are great. It's produced great. The playing's great. Vocals are great. Everything is great. Like everything. Um, this Cumberland Blues. Is it the best Cumberland Blues of all time? Probably. Probably. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the gold standard at the very least. Um, and then right after that, the Brown Eyed Women was just as good yeah. as that Cumberland Blues. Just yeah. awesome. Just awesome. This is, an, and I am an 89-90 truther. Um, we, but, what? <laughs> I don't know. It happened. <laughs> and I don't, I you don't remember it, Nob. I believe no, it. No, but I've been told. I've, been I've read books about the first Bush administration. We all have. Um, you I'm were there. <laughs> um, but no, this is, it's really just. Um, first Bush administration. Just, just awesome. Oh, how many beats I'm beating on down the line? Twelve. Wow. Is what I um I counted. Counted twelve. Um, I I missed that. Now I can't corroborate. Before we go on to set two. Now Europe seventy two had what twenty two total shows. Yes. Uh, and it looks like they bookended with London. They kicked yes. off with London and then they ended with forward London. Um, are there any shows like, obviously we're speaking about four, eight and we think it's incredible. Yeah. In this run, are there any standout shows other than like, like they're all standout, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Pa Paris, May 3rd, 1972. That's my favorite Europe 72 show. Um, I It's got... Oh, wow. I, it's the China Rider from the album. You got me started on 5372. This is your it's own got, fault. Um, you asked me what's a good Europe 72 show. Um, you should it's know got, better. It's got but four it, that made the album. Can you name Yeah, it's the got the two? studio Jack Straw. It's got the studio... Or the, the album Jack Straw. It's got the album China Rider. And it's got the album Tennessee Jed. You're right. Uh, bing, 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 bing. It's just... 
you know, again, in Europe 72, generally the shows sort of kind of follow a similar format. There's a similar set list to it all. It's mm-hmm. very much a tour that it's not about what are they playing because it's generally a little samey. It's about how are they playing. And and 5372 is up there with the best in terms of the band being super on, super inspired. I would put this show in, in the top five for Europe 72, uh, 4872. Um, um, the, the whole closing London run, but especially the 26th, the, the last night that has the, the do from the album, which will always be a classic. I'm also a big fan of 52472. It's two nights before and no one ever talks about it, but it's really solid. Hmm. Um, so yeah, those are a bunch of numbers. May 3rd, 1972, <laughs> if there's a takeaway from this, um, I- obviously listen to the one that we're about to play, but but then go listen to to Paris. I think what fascinates me so much about this run is that I could say all that without having a single note in front of me. Is that you were yeah. reading? No, that was all from from the top of my dome. Is that You're the dome? The good and the or how should I say this? The great versus the good. Yeah, there's not. There's not much different there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like it's it's not something that you can really sit down and nitpick. It's yeah. it's really a feeling of do you feel the magic from this song? Yes or no. And different people will feel the magic from different points, but some nights I think they're able to generate the magic a little more freely and a little more regularly. Jeez. And this is a night where they make the magic happen throughout. I'm reading Dead Bass and just a couple things catch my eye. Yeah. Um, what a month, yeah. well, this is April, but, uh, what a April, May for the band, but also for, um, for Bobby, uh, Ace, uh, yeah. his, I think first solo album was released in May of 72, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then I didn't realize this, but how soon after Europe 72, um, Pigpen was, yeah. you know, was, getting shown the door um june of 72 was his last show yeah well he was getting he didn't even sing i mean he sounded great he sounded healthy he sounded throaty he sounded cool uh the harmonica solos were on on point like you know he was going toe for toe with with jerry with trading solos throughout the night yeah um really surprising to me yeah oh he's super on musically he just he was getting sicker and sicker during this tour if you watch any of the videos he's he's noticeably skinnier than you can see any picture of pig pen in the 60s yeah um he's given it his all um especially when they let him play the harmonica once in a mm-hmm. while they put him on the like second you know on like the conga to like back up mickey and you could say pig pen doesn't love playing the conga but when they give him the chance to shine he's still able to shine he shows you i am pig pen i at one point was the front man of this band here's mm-hmm. why how has there not been a pig pen biopic yeah I, it's well it's because jack black didn't make it 20 years ago if I'm being honest with you, that's probably the only actor that I would trust <laughs> to do it, and he's too old now. Yeah, you're right. I think the window's closed for that. That would have been excellent. 
But hey, if, um, I don't know, Paul Dano's people want to do anything, and we know that Paul Dano's people are big listeners of this podcast, um, reach out, um, helponthewaypod at, at gmail.com. Let's, let's get something going. Yeah, I'm also copywriting that idea, so if it happens, I get royalties. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. how the law you works. You the copyright of Pigpen's life story. <laughs> Bam. That's my idea. <laughs> Moving on to set two of April 8th, 1972, um, set two gave us Truckin', which uh, it was fun hearing Bobby introduce Truckin'. Uh, then we got Hurts Me Too, uh, Dark Star, Sugar Magnolia, Caution, and then set two and the show ended with a one more Saturday night. Nob, what were your thoughts on set two? Sure. I, you know, once again, it's just really good music from the Grateful Dead. Um, I really enjoy this truckin'. Uh, it, it gives you a really good sense of, you know, it is another here we are, here's what we do, but in a slightly different way, in the way that the song is truckin'. It's a story song. It's got lyrics. It's got a fun little sing-along bridge. And then they're able to get a really weird instrumental passage out of it. And that ability to ease in and out of those things that's super dead to me um and then you just get some really well played covers in the form of big railroad and hurts me too but then we get to the real meat of set two which is the dark star into sugar magnolia into caution um it's a well-regarded dark star for very good reason um it's Mm -hmm. really exploratory it is able to take us on one hell of a journey with a bunch of weird twists and turns in a way that only Dark Star can. Um, it gets scary, but it's also beautiful. And it gets beautiful, but it's also scary. Um, it's Such it, is life. Such is yeah, life. Yeah, such is life. It's, it's, you know, it's a 30-minute Dark Star, so it, it's going to go to yeah. a bunch of different places. And it's a really responsive Dark Star, the way the band is able to hear what someone else is contributing and kind of turn on a dime. And then it really gets interesting. I find as it transitions into sugar Magnolia, it's a really tight transition, mm-hmm. but the fact that we are going from this big spacey, uh, this, this image of a, a star crashing and, and the universe dissolving or whatever into this upbeat little country rocker love tune about how your lady jumps like a Jeep. Um, and it's that contrast is the Grateful Dead to me. It is the fact that not only can those two songs coexist within the same band, but those songs can coexist side by side. The The Dark Star is no more interesting than Bob being in love with that lady who who jumps like a willy in four-wheel drive. I don't know. <laughs> Pays his tickets when he speeds. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The lady that's hanging backstage waiting... Um, and then we get into <laughs> caution to wrap things up, which, you know, like that's the most old school dead you're going to get tonight. I know they do a dark star and they do a long exploratory dark star, but in terms of like primal dead energy, yeah. or at least what 72 can muster as primal dead energy, it is caution, caution, caution. Um, and I really do feel like by the end of the night, you have gotten a sense of everything. You have gotten the only, you've gotten the ballads, you've gotten the country songs, you've gotten the blues, you've gotten some big spacey jams, you've got some old stuff, you've got some new stuff, you've got some songs you want to hear, you got some songs that when you see them on the set list, you go, I don't want to hear Looks Like Rain right now. But 
it and then at the end of it all, your mind is melted from Dark Star Sugar Magnolia caution. And then your what is Pop gonna body. do? And that <laughs> is the Grateful Dead to me. I don't know. This this is just one of those shows that it is quintessentially dead. Um, it, it to me, it's in that same way as Cornell, where I don't know if I can call it the best show of all time, but it is one of the most Grateful Dead shows of all time. Uh, I really like this show and what it does. Anyway, what do you think, Fig? Yeah, so uh, well said, by the way. Um, I, yeah, so I'm I'm not going to rehash. I mean, y'all know my feelings at this point. Uh, but what I am going to try to do, and I've never done this before. Um, and, but I have seen this on the archive, uh, is people, you know, it's not on the archive. I see it on this website, dead lists, which mm. I use sometimes to, um, uh, to help with the, uh, the weekly thread. I don't know who it's by dead lists. Who are they affiliated with? Um, I don't even know. It's, it's a project. It's on, it's on the web, www.deadlists.com. Uh, it's a helpful kind of way to, uh, you know, you can type in uh, a date and, and get the, uh, to be honest with you, it's where I get a lot of the content for the thread because uh, I get the set list, I get uh, links to the archive, I get posters, and I get uh, ticket stubs if they're available. So I just kind of gave away uh, the entire premise and, or the, the entire action of my um, uh, weekly thread on the Grateful Dead thread subreddit. Uh, but sometimes you'll get a dark star and sometimes the dead lists uh, webpage for that uh, dark star for that show featuring the dark star will actually have a minute by minute breakdown or maybe not minute by minute, but it'll have like an analysis. So that's what I decided to do tonight with our dark star. So I'm just going to jump into that and I will preface <clears throat> I have more of a preference before I jump in by saying I'm not a dark star. Uh, uh, let me, let me not go negative with it. <sighs> dark star I'm kind of dark star agnostic. I, I, I like dark star a lot. I think it's cool. I think it's uh, a really interesting thing that the grateful dead do and that they're known for. It's not my favorite thing that the grateful dead did. Um, I'm not the type of person who would listen to dark star after dark star after dark star to, you know, uh, understand the nuances beside, you know, between the different dark stars and compare and analyze dark stars. It just hasn't appealed to me in that way. I like it. I'm just not a huge dark star fan. So for me, this is kind of an interesting uh, exercise just to analyze and kind of take an objective take on things. So uh, before Dark Star even starts, we um, we get this really nice drumming guitar jam. It was actually kind of cool to listen to. Um, and then Bobby said, that there is the Olympic solo, which I don't know what he was talking about. But at uh, about the 47 seconds uh, time, uh, we get the proper start to the song. And Phil is in the high register of his bass, already using double stops. So now Phil is 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 on and, and, and ready to go. Uh, Jerry's got this very sweet tone with a bit of overdrive in it, which I really liked. Uh, it takes them until a minute 28 to get to the main guitar theme. Uh, but that guitar theme gets hidden, uh, buried pretty quickly in the sound. By 321, uh, Jerry builds uh, by doing some quick picking patterns and the band follows Jerry's build. Um, it takes until 428 for Keith to really assert himself into the jam, um, which uh, is actually creating some sort of a dissonant tone with everybody else, which was actually kind of interesting to listen to. Uh, by 610, uh, things calm down 
before Jerry and Phil then begin another build with some quick plucked or muted strum patterns, uh, which the drums build back into uh, something resembling rock music. Keith really helps this uh, develop until around uh, 10 minutes and 30 seconds when they go back to the well of ideas and they come up with the main theme. So it's not until 11.30 that we get Jerry shining through with the main verse of the song. And he sounds absolutely amazing. Uh, very clear and fine voice uh, for Jerry that night. And just, I, I always think that's one of the most striking mu- uh, moments in rock when out of everything, Jerry Garcia sings Dark Star Crashes. There's nothing quite like it, um, especially these 72 Dark Stars, I think, uh, are paradigmatic of that. It's just, it's something else. Um, and it's something about his voice um, where he does it. So that brings us to about minute 13. The jam begins anew with some distortive fill and some good cymbal work. It descends quickly into ambient sounds. And I will say that the last, the last, you know, going down the hill, it did get much more ambient than, than the first um the, the first uh, half of the song. Um, I can't really figure out who's doing what at this point. It sounds like Jerry is playing uh, with the side of his, his pick. It could be, could be Bobby. I don't know. I think Bobby was actually adding guitar feedback at this point. Mm. Um, from minute 15 to 17, we get more ambience and discordant weirdness. Uh, it sounded to me like something that you'd expect from Mahavishnu Orchestra, which was interesting to hear. Mm. And then from 17 to 25, not much happens, in my opinion, until the drums pick things back up. And then starting with minute 28, we get the mind left body jam, which turns things into a major key, which resolves the song. We get a four, four jam leading us into sugar mags and we all survive the heavy trip and sugar mags took us into caution. And that, and I will say that the one really cool thing at the end of sugar mags, which was very, very well sung by Bobby. Um, Phil does not let up. Phil just runs into caution with reckless abandon on his, uh, on his base. And that was really cool to hear. Um, so that's my little take on Dark Star. I don't know if y'all want to talk about it or just kick it over to game. Um, a little bit of an experimental portion here for the podcast. Yeah, I think that's a really well observed analysis and, and breakdown of what that does. I don't know. I like that was very well thought out. Did you like the Dark Star? I did like the Dark Star. I thought it was very cool. interesting. Uh, it, it worked on a lot of different levels for me. Um, like I usually listen to these shows while playing or sorry not playing at all but working and it worked as ambience it worked you know for me to pay attention to um and to analyze and uh i did like it and again jerry when he sings dark star crashes it's compelling it's moving it's one of the greatest moments in rock and tonight was like no other so you know, even just for that one moment, I would say with a resounding yes, I, I did like the Dark Star game. I'm in of uh, I am in of agreeance. Um, before I jump into my Dark Star thoughts, uh, I really enjoyed Bobby's intro to Trucking. I don't know. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I don't shooting know. up the charts. Yeah, um, we don't really get too much of that from the Grateful Dead, where they're you know like number one in the Bay, hitting up the charts. Like, like that was just super, super fun to hear. Well, they're playing this, it up. Like, I well, this I think is a good night for Dead banter altogether. The one that really gets me is after someone breaks a string during Bertha, and they immediately have to replace a string. And Bob Weir, I think it's Bob, says, "Fastest show on earth, folks." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were, they were just they, a lot they of were, try. 
yeah, they were absolutely in it uh, on this night. It was it was funny. Um, Dark Star was good. Um, my yeah. um, I listened to Dark Star today. Uh, in the opposite of the dark, it was in the middle of the afternoon, uh, and I was outside in the cold, rain and snow, uh, walking the dog. And um, sometimes when I listen to a dark star, how can I say it? It it feels like the length of time that it is. Oh, no. So if it's a 23-minute dark star, mm. it feels like 23 minutes. To I me. hear that. Now, I believe this was over the 30-minute mark for yep. this dark star. Um, and perhaps I was just freezing and that's what I was focused on, but it flew by, um, absolutely flew by. Um, I, in fact, I, at one point it was like, I checked my phone to, to make sure it was still considered dark star because Jerry didn't come in with the dark star crashes yet. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, 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 is this still like considered dark star? It was like, you're like 10 minutes in. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Um, no, really good. Really good. Um, made, made the walk with the dog go help a lot faster than normal. Uh, I'll say you're a good, uh, a dog dad for walking the dog for 30 minutes on a day like today. You know what? If, if, if he just would shit, we wouldn't be out there for 30 minutes for a different <laughs> conversation for a different day. Um, but, uh, again, uh, rest of set two was also good. Trooper Max was good. Caution was good. And one more Saturday night was good. This is, um, the epitome of dead shows. This was excellent. <laughs> excellent from start to finish. Um, moving on from our thoughts on this show, we, of course, once again, do not have a Scarlet Fire to rate. Uh, Scarlet Fire did not yet exist. Um, however, we can vote to see if this show made our Book of the Dead. Uh, Nob, has this show made your Book of the Dead? Well... I did say last week on the podcast that <laughs> the show already makes my book of the dead because it's the only album that I have downloaded to my personal Spotify for whenever the trains are all weird. Wow. Um, and I think I'll stand by that. Listening to it a bunch this week did not diminish my appreciation of the show. If if anything, it, it grew. So, yeah, I would say that I like this show enough for it to be book of the dead. Fig, book of the dead, yay or nay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with my friend Nob there. Um, you know, I I think I may have uh, said some some dead slander in in uh, podcasts past where I think we were talking about some of the Warfield shows, um, or or the what is it? So it was Warfield in San Francisco, and where was it in Radio New York? City. Radio City. Thank you. Where I said, you know, these were so good that like I think there was definitely some studio uh you know dubbing and and there may have been on on i think i i have read that but this show actually sounded so good and i know that there wasn't any studio dubbing because this was not an officially released show until about i don't know a couple years ago no well um, the, the, the cumberland has some vocal the cumberland. dubs but oh, that's okay. it well um that's the one that's on europe 72 it's touched up a little bit vocally Right, but the rest of the songs besides Cumberland, yeah, um, yeah, no, 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 nothing yeah, else like, is touched up. It's just that well, one, sure. But but 
they didn't need it either. Uh, no, so, so yes, all. absolutely. This was Book of the Dead worthy, Book of Everything worthy. Okay. Same for me. Um, yeah. I just spent the entire show, entire our show, claiming how amazing this show was that I feel like I have to make it <laughs> be in my Book of the Dead because it was, um, again, excellent from start to finish. Um, and in that case, since this makes our Book of the Dead, uh, we don't have to vote on the set because we loved both sets. And that means the full show will be provided to you after this podcast is over so once Ooh. we are finished please stick around for the complete show of april 8th 1972 uh fig who was your mother trucker of the evening um i am going to go with uh, i want to say pig pen okay because of that um realization i had about about how this was close to the end but it's gotta be jerry um again like just that moment in dark star it's just, just so compelling to me and and he was so good throughout and just it's just, just so excellent uh it's gonna be jerry knob who's your mother trucker yeah i mean it's it's it has to be Jerry. This is just <laughs> a night where he's super on. He's, rock, um, he's a rock star. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to just, just keep on the Jerry train. Um, it was perfect. This is a, this is a um, an absolute perfect show from start to finish. And he uh, he was the cornerstone of said perfect show. It was uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, we do have a few Reddit comments this evening, uh, but I'll start. Uh, off with the first one from our long time friend of the body Cabonius. Uh, Cabonius stated, What a night in a year that has so many hot shows from a tour where every single show is played at the very highest level. This show nevertheless manages to stand out. That transition from Dark Star to Sugar Mag showcases the incredible level of creativity and the fearless jamming. At times, it's as if both songs are being played at once, but it's not a train wreck or a collision, but rather some sort of parallel track where they both run alongside in harmony. Beautiful and intense. Fig, do you want to take the next one? Sure. This is from user Jerry Garcia Fanboy. I wonder whose uh, mother trucker <laughs> he's got. Uh, they say one of my favorite shows ever. One of maybe 20 that I have downloaded on Spotify, like our friend Nob. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely my third favorite Dark Star beha- behind 827.72 and the cowboy craziness of 424.72. All right. And Nob, I'll let you take the final comment. Sure. Outrun Fire 0290 says. 72 was the best year of Dark Star for me personally, and this one is no exception phenomenal show looks like we are all in agreement that this show was a good one um <laughs> looking forward to next week um this surely is not a europe 72 show instead this is a onondaga county 81 show <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> From uh, Syracuse, New York, uh, May 17th, 1981. Um, is that how you say that? Onondaga? 
on a uh, uh, I'd say either Onondaga or Onondaga. Onondaga, Onondaga. One we'll, of those. We'll, we'll learn by next week. Yes, yeah. by next week we will be experts. If in, any of in... our our fearless fans uh, care to correct our pronunciation, yes, please reach out. Get to with us. us. Um, looking over the set list, um, one thing jumps out at me, like glaringly. And no dark star. Well, th- no, no that. But the encore, yeah, it's a little weird. Um, I'm guessing that's the Stones. Yes, it's I can't. It's I can't get now. Yep. Uh, I have no interest in hearing their cover of that. That's that can't be good, right? Uh, yeah, it depends if they give a shit or not. I've heard some good satisfactions. I've heard some bad satisfactions. I've never heard a Grateful Dead satisfaction that I've liked. Yeah, that just I don't know what the point of it is. I I, I think I remember it's because it's a riff that has three notes in it and they don't have to practice it. Uh they just turn to a barb in for the encore. Yeah. Hmm. If that that really just jumps out to me as like a like 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 a sore thumb. Sure. Other than that, um looks like your stereotypical eighties Sunday set. Yeah. Um We get your boy Brent back. Yes, that's exciting. That's exciting. But really, okay, we get that they love each other. We get a Candyman, China big, Rider, big Railroad China Rider, Big Railroad yeah. Rooster. That'd be interesting. I'm just looking for like anything that like it was, makes me go ooh. <laughs> Estimated he's is, gone. Other one. Yeah. All I see is that satisfaction. I'm just like ugh. Drum Saint Warfret. That's interesting. Ooh, I can't wait to listen to Saint Warfret. Saint Warfret. Uh, I like that. All right. Um, you know what? Hey, quick. Uh, before we um, wrap up the show, I will say the one thing I did enjoy about this Europe '72 show was. I didn't have to skip anything. Oh, it was, it was a it was a no skip show. I listened to the whole show from start to finish, and I enjoyed every second of it. Are you saying because there's no drums in space? Correct. Okay. Correct. So, very just, nice. just, very diplomatic way of mentioning that. that. Found that interesting. Uh, let's go ahead and do our bookkeeping for the evening. Wrap on up. Um, as always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family. Of course, you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, you will not find us at one that sort of rhymes with Nob wants you to listen to Paris, May 3rd, 1972, <laughs> a lot of fi. Um, so even though Nob, <laughs> even though Nob has that show downloaded on his service that kind of rhymes with knob wants you to listen to paris may 3rd 1972 a lot of fi uh you won't find us on that service uh if you do like to get your podcast the old-fashioned way you may do so at help on the way pod.podbean.com of course you may email us at help on the way pod at gmail.com do you want your comment featured on our Reddit comment section? You may do so at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead and just comment on the help on the way sticky thread. 
Of course, you may find us at YouTube at youtube.com slash at help on the way pod. Uh, we are about one or two episodes behind our current feed uh, from YouTube, um, as well as we are uh, loading the old previous episodes to our YouTube feed as well. Um, any final words from my co-hosts, Knob or Fig? None for me. Enjoy the show. Yeah, I've probably said enough at this point. Yeah. <laughs> enough, enough gushing. Get to the music. Yes. Um, thank you once again, everybody. And please stick around for the complete show of April 8, 1972. And thank you once again for listening to The Help on the Way podcast. <laughs> Test me, test me, test me. Test me.
boys got sore. And one of them called him, and then two more. Kids of a genius. When I shot him down low, he never saw. Shot me in that bed, a penny won't go. In the confusion, I grabbed the gold. He knocked me on tail down the mountains of gold. All of those cowboys, I let them go. Love my uncle. God rest his soul. Taught me good luck. Taught me all I know. Taught me so well. Well, I grabbed that gold. I left his dinner by the side of the road.
told me so. I'll give you a little warning just before I go. Yes, oh, Mr. Charlie.
ground Blind in the light of the interstate cars Passing me by The buses and semis Plunging like stones from a slingshot on Mars But I'm here by the road Bound to the low I picked up in 10,000 cafes and bars that won't pick me up The highway, the moon, the clouds and the sky Black-throated wind Keeps on blowing in With its words of a lie When nothing is new Our mother American
Santo.
we're doing is we're stalling for time while he changes his broken string. Now, what I think I'll do is I'll take this opportunity to tell you all a story. Because <clears throat> you all haven't heard it yet. And it goes like... Goes like this. There was a there was a fella, and he had a dog, a pet dog, and he used to walk his dog around every now and again. And anyway, well, it was a hot summer day, and he was walking his dog, and he thought he'd stop off at the bar and have himself a beer. And he did just that. He walked into the bar and he walked up to the bar. And he put his change on the bar and he said to the bartender, I'd like a glass of beer. The bartender said, certainly, sir, coming right up. Meanwhile, while he was waiting for his beer, he looked down the bar and there was this fella sitting down the bar with a big, black, slick, mean-looking dog. Now the fella down the other side of the bar with a short, fat, squat, ugly little yellow dog said, nothing. But the guy with a big, black, slick, mean-looking dog Looked down the bar at the guy with a short, fat, squat, ugly little yellow dog said, uh, Hey, that sure is a ugly little dog you got there, mister. All short, fat, squat, ugly, and yellow. Well, the guy with a short, fat, squat, ugly little yellow dog said to the guy with the big, black, sleek, mean-looking dog said, Yeah, well, he may be ugly, but he sure can fight. And, uh, the guy with the big, black, slick, mean-looking dog said to the guy with the short, fat, squat, ugly, little yellow dog said, yeah. The guy with the short, fat, squat, ugly, little yellow dog said, yeah. So they decided they'd take them both out back behind the bar and let them fight it out. I'll put a five on mine, you put a five on yours, winner take home the bucks. They figured that was a good idea and they did just that. They took them out in the back and they let them fight it out. Short, fat, squat, ugly little yellow dog just kick, kick you know what out of the big, big black, slick, mean looking dog. And when the fight was over, the big black, slick, mean looking dog was over in the corner, licking his wounds. Short, fat, squat, ugly little yellow dog was hopping around. The guy with the big black, slick, mean looking dog, loud as, uh, yeah, the short, fat, squat, ugly little yellow dog sure could fight. But I never seen a dog look like that before. All short, fat, squat, ugly, little, and yeller. What kind of dog is that anyway? The guy with the short, fat, squat, ugly, little, yeller dog said to the guy with the big, black, slick, mean-looking dog. Yeah, well, it used to be an alligator before I cut his tail off and painted him yeller.
Go down. 
to be alright I said, baby, baby, that's for sure I got the fever, you got the cure She said, yes, she did Just 
start this set off once again just like last night with a song that rose straight to the top of the charts in Turlock, California. Now this was number one, numero uno. I can't stress that point enough. <laughs> Keep drunk it, like the dude up there, together, 
Tutti.
night and God bless you folks.